4: Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah.
5: We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today.
4: Who are pretty good at impressions, if I do say so myself.
5: Welcome to How Did We Get Weird.
4: Our incredible guest today, He's also a very good friend, he's very good at impressions. We all know that. And when I was on SNL with him, he used to do an impression of one of his childhood principals. And it got me thinking about, Jonah, did you know that I used to do a character on SNL based on one of my educators?
5: Vaguely, but I don't know the full story. So you should definitely tell it.
4: Okay. So I used to do this character that I called Mrs. Meadows. And she was based on my seventh grade English teacher, Mrs. Wagner. And she was a poetry teacher in the SNL sketch. And we did it a few times, like my first few seasons. But again, she was an English teacher. The reason I found her to be so funny, which I think this is like a really recurring thing with a lot of teachers. (laughs) She tried to show us like how cool she was and how relatable. And the main way she did it was in English class, we all had to write like our own autobiographies about our lives. And she kind of tried to entice us by being like, you can write about boys. You can write about your first kiss. Like she tried to like impress us and make us be like, wait a second this is our English teacher and she's letting us write about our first kiss. This rocks. Like, I think that's kind of like what she was like going for there. And so then obviously the character evolved and I had her go like, and okay, but that's kind of how she did it. It was like my vocal version of her, like kind of collecting herself and being like, okay, just take that in. You guys are getting treated to a pretty cool teacher. Okay. That was my Mrs. Meadows. And I always loved when teachers would try and like, kind of like come down to your, level and kind of be like sure let's get real you know <laughs> okay our guest today is an actor he's a stand-up comedian he's an impressionist he's one of my very good friends i had the pleasure of working with him for many years on saturday night live you can now see him in the comedy central film out of office plus a million other things he's always doing really cool incredible things please give it up for the hilarious jay Farrow.
5: hello what's up <laughs> Hi,
6: what's going on, Bayes? No, Jay, you were going to
4: comment on our... I felt like you and I had a lot of similarities in that we would bring back people from our childhood when we were on SNL, like impressions and stuff. I mean, your impressions are a lot better than mine and you have a lot more than me.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Let's Your impressions are of other people have heard of outside of our high
6: school.
4: Yes, exactly.
6: Uh, Yes, absolutely. I I would just like to say, I remember being at the table and hearing her doing this character and laughing hysterically. <laughs> little little guys a little uh, little closer. Mm. <laughs> a little Ring. ring and a little ring. <laughs> and <I> mean, <laughs> 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 Me and Keenan would be laughing hard as hell. I don't know. There was certain things that me and Keenan would laugh at really hard and other people would give it, they'd laugh, but we'd be knee slapping. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, that's crazy. That was definitely one of those characters. I love that. did she make it on a couple of times?
4: Yeah, I think we did it four or five, maybe. Yeah. This seventh grade teacher, Mrs. Wagner, had really long blonde hair. Like at the time, I don't think because I was a kid, I realized how rare that is for adults to have like such long hair it was like at least to her waist and it was like blonde hair that she like i think she must have braided it every night (laughs) because it was like crimpy kind of snl hair department did like a perfect job of i think i must have just explained that to them and they did a perfect job of recreating this long kind of crimpy blonde hair
6: okay yes somebody got real close to you right and you got real hot you (laughs) (laughs) she couldn't control it she started buffering like <laughs> Joe Biden. It was so funny, man. It was so. Funny, that character. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, I loved it. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: No, I was just going to say one of my favorite characters of yours is Principal Fry. Now, do you want to give us the background of this character?
6: All right. So um, my principal, my former principal. When
4: you were how old? What grade?
6: When I was in high school. So this is like 13 when I went to high school. right? Yep. 13 through 17 for me. Right. OK. And I knew Principal Fry before because my sister went to Indian River. And, you know, my mother was really involved in the PTA. So I would be at the school with her. I would always see this this really sweet older man that had swag, and his name was Jimmy Fry. <laughs> he would say things like, oh, me, my son. Oh, me, my, baby, my baby. You okay, my baby? You okay, my baby?" Like he would always make sure that he everybody was really comfortable. He was really gregarious and really good at like setting the scene, and he really cared about the kids, you know. And that's something that really drew me to him because he was a sweet guy. He was a real sweet dude. When I got in high school. Uh, you know, 2001, 9 happened. Right. 9 goes down, and the sketch premise <laughs> for him doing the announcements <laughs> was Principal Fry getting on the loudspeaker and breathing through the moment of silence for the 9 catastrophe that did happen. So <laughs> he gets on the overhead speaker. He goes, Oh, Teddy Chiggis and Stupidness. I just have very bad news i've just heard this called word that the, the world trade centers have just been bombed this is just a, a tragedy for everybody i know i know we got everybody some people have families up in new york city so it's a very dark time so what we we're going to do now is we we're going to take a moment of silence just for everybody who just for everybody who for everybody who's who, who's lost their life you know? so moment of silence and through the moment of silence it was just like Oh my God, oh my Jesus. Oh Lord, this is so terrible. I can't believe this happened. This is going on for two minutes. This is not a moment of silence. This is a moment of breathing and heavy <laughs> asthma. That's what this is. <laughs> so I took that part. Why he's doing this, people are crying. and it, it was sad. But son, I'm sitting there with my hand over my face trying to stop because <coughs> hearing him Doing this is making me laugh. I, I laugh at the most effed up things. This was an effed up thing. I shouldn't have been laughing at this point because it wasn't, the situation wasn't funny. But him getting up there and breathing through that moment of silence, I was, I was damn near dying inside. It took me everything to try to keep. Somebody looked at me like this. I was like, yeah, man, it's bad. It's, it's, it's terrible. It, it was terrible, but Principal Fry was funny as hell. So <laughs> I brought that to uh, Brian Tucker. And we got on of it six times, and he just kept evolving, like, with the, with the microphone and him popping up from different places. I'm always a fan of pop-ups, so I took the Mortal Kombat type of um, sense of humor and put that in there, too, because that little white face, Toasted. You know, anytime somebody does something unexpected, it's really funny to me, so... Him popping up, that was just... That, we just started <laughs> adding and stacking on to that character. And uh, it, it was what it was. And yeah, it, <laughs> it was one of the few characters I got to do. <laughs>
4: it was so funny. It was so great. Oh, thank you.
6: Do
5: you know if the real... Principal Fry ever saw it, heard about it? Oh hell yeah, he
6: saw it. They did a whole news report on it when I first did it. Wavy TV ten local news station, Channel Thirteen News. They did a little a write up or whatever. W H R Road. They did it. So I went back to Indian River and I took a picture with him, and they put the picture up there, and, <laughs> and you know they had the picture of me, my, my Daniel Fry, which the character's name was. I switched it. And right next to Principal Fry, me and Principal Fry. So everybody knew about it. And yeah, he's now part of SNL history. He's immortalized. Wow. Um, and that's kind of cool when you think about
4: it. Yeah. I don't think I realized you didn't change his name. I don't think I realized his real name was Principal Fry. Yeah,
6: yeah. It's just Dan, yes, I changed the first name. Jimmy. First his name, name, name is James. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel and James. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man.
4: Growing up, did you? Like ever have run-ins with your principal or anything? Any of your principals, including Principal Fry?
6: I never got in trouble because I was a good kid. Same, you know. Um, well, at least in high school, I was. I was a good kid in high school. With the intermediate school and middle school, man, I had my I had my years. I had my days, you know, for the most part. Yeah, I never got in trouble in high school. So every time my encounter with Principal Fry, I was always positive. It would be somebody trying to pick on me or something like that. And, you know, we'd have to talk or address that. Or I remember when I was on a football team, me and one of my friends were roughhousing. And, you know, we went to back roughhousing and his head hit my lip and my tooth went through my lip and I was blood, blood was gushing everywhere. And I was already having a hard time on the football team, just trying to fit in because I wasn't fully developed like everybody yet. You know what I'm saying? I was still, yeah,
4: yeah. I was
6: a little shorter. Like I grew early and then stopped. And then everybody just grew uh, ahead of me. And then I caught up to them like at the end of high school. It was, it was freaking crazy. So I'm trying to fit in. If you see somebody bleeding, you automatically think that they got in a fight. That's not what happened. But you know, you can't tell your mother that that's picking you up when she sees blood gushing from your mouth yeah. and you tell her when you hop in the car, you say, ma, just go. And she's like, what happened? He's like, just go, just drive, drive, ma, just drive. Cause I didn't want to deal with anything. Right. But she brought me out and talked to the coach and had principal fry out there and trying to figure, I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm like, yo, I didn't get in the fight. All of the rest of the kids see that they're like, "Oh, your mama's boys apart." So I had additional stress that year just on the football end. But as far as like in school or whatever, nah, I was always good with Mister Fry. He was, he was, he was good. That, 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 was, that was my baby. That was my son. That was my son, my dad. good about that. my, my son. We, we, ain't never had a problem.
5: <laughs> did you do a lot of imp- like Vanessa when we were growing up Vanessa did a lot of impressions of our yep. family members teachers was that something that you did a lot kind of growing up as well
6: absolutely absolutely man I remember what was my first teacher I impersonated it was uh Miss McDougal yes it was Miss McDougal and this was first grade whoa so when I was six when I started uh impersonating folks she was a sweet uh, what I said, first grade or second grade, it was second grade. Second, I'm sorry, sorry. Second, second grade.
4: grade. Okay, okay. Second grade.
6: All right. So I'm seven years old at this point. My Chinese second grade teacher, I would always sneeze really loud. She would always say, it's not funny things to do. I would repeat that to her, you know, the kids would laugh and snicker and she didn't think it was funny at all. She'd be looking at me like this. She didn't like it. I just said, man, if I can make the kids laugh, if I'm good with them, then the grades don't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean?
4: I was going to say when you were older, when you were in high school and you were sort of like catching up in terms of like growing and all that kind of stuff. Do you think that like doing impressions and stuff kind of helped? Pain as well. Yeah, yeah. Pain as well. Yeah, right, yeah right. Right. I'm sorry. Do you think that doing impressions kind of helped you like fit in and sort of make friends? Absolutely.
6: Yeah. Okay. So I left one high school in ninth grade. and 10th grade, I went to private school for one year. That's why I honed my, my skills and really became a comedian and then came back to uh, public school in uh, 11th grade. In 11th grade, I started like really doing comedy, whatever. And uh, the word got out that I could do the impressions. And towards the tail end of my uh, junior year and um, beginning of senior year, you know, people knew that I did voices, so they'd come and find me and have me do it. And I'd be in front of classes and doing them. And then I found out people liked me for that, yeah. I was like, ooh, admiration, I like this. <laughs> this is pretty cool. You guys aren't talking about my butt. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, you guys are nice to me right now. All right, I'm going to keep doing Jay-Z so you forget about the other things. And I just kept doing it. And yeah, I garnered a few friends, but they weren't real friends. They just wanted to see me do the voices. You know what I mean? Only have That's, that's all they were. They weren't real people. They weren't people I was going to hang out with. They just were like, yo, that's cool. Yo, yo, find them. Yo, do the Jay-Z. Do the DMX. Yo, do the 50s. Yeah, they'd have me doing it and call all their friends over. And I was like, yeah, come on. Yeah, I'm the guy. I do that, so. You
7: know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Wow. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like your teacher. You sounded like the teacher right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. I know. You sounded <laughs> like Vanessa. Did you ever do <laughs> celebrity impressions growing up, or was it mostly more regional people?
6: I mostly
4: did like people in our family and teachers. You're right. Yeah. I don't think I did. The only person that I used to do an impression of, I don't re- know if you remember this, is. <laughs> This is so crazy. I always thought I could sort of sing like Roy Orbison. (laughs) Do you remember that?
5: (laughs) No, I do not remember that.
4: Like one time I went into my kindergarten class and I sang like opera, but like kind of in a, what would be more considered like a male, like a lower tenor of opera. Like I was like, like, I can't do it now, but I sang like that kind of opera and I could sort of impersonate Roy Orbison singing. So, Kind of not what you would associate with like a eight-year-old girl, but that was sort of the main celebrity impression I did until...
5: Got it. I think. Miley Cyrus, maybe. <laughs>
4: Miley Cyrus wasn't till I was like fully in Chicago doing comedy. And that was, was like,
5: later, right? Yeah, because she wasn't hot.
6: Well, I did it in yeah. my
4: audition. When I was getting ready to audition... I sort of took this class, but it was before I had an SNL audition. It was like a year before I took this class where we worked on characters and impressions. And I was working on a Miley because I was like, I can't believe no one on SNL has ever... By the way, again, I had no SNL audition lined up. But in my (laughs) mind, I was like, it's so crazy that no one has done Miley because she speaks in such a specific way. And our mouths are really similar. Like I remember the first time she hosted, she said she gets lipstick on her teeth really easily. And I do too. Part of the reason I think people notice my smile is actually because my teeth are a little too far forward too far for whom says who society exactly but no but exactly (laughs) but i just do think we have very similar mouths and so that really helped me do an impression of her but i like couldn't believe it was like one of the hosts had like done her once and i was like this is such a character this is such a great personality to do why hasn't anyone done her
6: vanessa i have to tell you that's pretty cool <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool and stuff like that that's and
5: good yeah yeah. Uh, yeah
1: it's like it's like pretty cool and stuff like that and then' like you no know, we're gonna talk about like boys and stuff like that and then like I, I, how I like, I live and stuff like that that's so all like and stuff like that and that's yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's pretty
4: cool That's all about <laughs> And Jay, one of my favorite things. This has got to be our first season and it might have been our first show. I think it was our first show. Uh-huh. Jay plays Denzel Washington working at a store. That was the second no, Second was the, show.
6: That was October the 9th. I remember that it was October the 9th, 2010.
4: The first Miley Cyrus show was my second show. I think we both had a very good second show. Our first season.
6: Yes, yes, yes. Yep, yep.
4: Jay's playing
7: Denzel,
4: <laughs> Denzel Washington and he's like working at a store. Okay, this is my impression <laughs> of what Jay does. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to do it first and then Jay will do it. People are trying to return stuff and he goes, this is Jay's Denzel. All right, okay. You want to return this box? What's wrong with it? All right, okay. You got a problem with this? All right. Well, did you you make sure that you bought the right thing? (laughs) These are words I'm putting in there. All right, okay. All right, and who's next? <laughs> okay, now, Jake, do you want to do your Denzel Washington that I'm doing?
6: I mean, I, after that flawless display of, of, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, of
5: this is was, gonna be tough. This is tough.
6: It's like it's more like, uh, all right, okay, all right, all right, okay. So, uh, <laughs> let me ask you a question, okay? So, did you get the bag? So, how much of the so, what's wrong with it, huh? I mean, did it turn color? Something's wrong with the bag. You want to return this bag? Oh, okay. All right. You you're trying to return this bag. Why? Huh? There's nothing wrong with it. Ain't no scratches. Ain't nothing on it. So you're trying to return a bag. Why are you trying to do it for, huh? Oh, okay. All right. She says it's the wrong color. <laughs> yeah. Did it change color or something? Did it just magically just change color? Huh? Okay. So tell me what is wrong with this bag. And then Bobby comes out, he's like, man, I'll help this. Oh, no, you will not. Huh? <laughs> You're gonna stand right here, we're gonna talk. So tell me, you tell me what's wrong with this bag. Huh? Uh huh. So <laughs> So
4: now listen to mine again, okay? And yeah. tell me how good this is. <laughs> All right, okay. You wanna return this bag? <laughs> All right. Is there something wrong with it? You're telling me that there's something wrong with this bag? All right, okay.
6: <laughs> wow. I didn't say that. Hey, I think I've been out trumped. I don't know. <laughs> I
4: guess I'd say we do each other's impressions flawlessly. And with that, we should take our first commercial <laughs> break.
0: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
6: so what was wrong with it did it change color or something hmm?
4: did so it change in its color what happened to it so <laughs> what right, happened okay.
6: so you tell me what happened you to tell hand me hand what hand,
4: happened up. to it well i'm right okay
6: ah okay all right okay Okay. all right okay all right i like you i like that Huh. That's, yeah
4: little don't come in my store and try to return <laughs>
6: and try to return, <laughs>
4: and try to return something there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> All
6: right, okay. you try to return this bag you re- you try to return this bag when it's a perfectly good bag there's nothing wrong with it so you tell me right now what is wrong with the bag huh what's wrong with it?
4: well Jay we asked you to bring in a nostalgic topic to talk about today and you suggested an incredible show which is the Nickelodeon cartoon.
6: Doug. Uh. <laughs> you know that guy's from Virginia? I did not know the creator was from Virginia.
4: Jim, Jim. Jenkins. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yep.
4: What made you want to talk about Doug today? What does that show mean to you?
6: First of all, it breaks down color barriers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of where I grew up and uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. I mean, it was, everybody was together. You know what I'm saying? Like in Greenbrier, I went to a school that had a lot of, a lot of everything. You know what I mean? So it was, it just showed inclusion so perfectly. And Doug would always go through, he was like a, a uncomfortable pre-adolescent that was coming up and just trying to fit in. And he didn't know how. And like in every episode, it was just like him doing whatever he was trying to do to just fit in and get friends and everything. But finding people on the way that would help him through this journey because they were trying to figure it out too. So the whole messages were all different, but it's okay because whether you're orange, whether you're blue, whether you're purple, whether you're green, whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're pink, whatever you are, we are all going through the exact same thing, trying to fit in and trying to get through it. That show symbolize that perfectly. I think that's why I love that. That's
5: great. Yeah, that's amazing. Did you have a favorite Doug character oh, and yeah. you related to the most?
6: Oh, yeah, Smash Adams. I used to love Smash Adams when he would play his James Bond like character.
4: Oh, right. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
6: And I say that because I was so uncomfortable in my skin, but I knew there was like a kind of like a alter ego that could be so cool. Yeah. And like, you know, you could pull that off through theater and drama, like just becoming somebody different, but like living in that skin so much that somebody would believe that. They'd be like, oh, right. God, look, that's really him. He's like, no, I'm really a cool, sweet, humble dude. I'm not this guy that goes out and can fight crimes and knows all these secret codes and is really suave and gets the ladies, but it can happen. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. So, so that's why I love that.
4: We should go back to this, but it is really interesting, Jay, because I feel like you're such a cool person, <laughs> oh, meaning thank you. like you're so sweet and you have all the qualities of like someone who's gone through life and had to figure it out and whatever. But I just feel like you have really like, don't you feel like if your like childhood self saw you, they'd be like, what a cool guy (laughs) you are. Like, so I really feel that about you. Like you're so, I don't know. I just feel like your childhood self would be so excited to meet you and has gotten to meet you because that's called (laughs) being the same. I mean,
6: Hey, Hey, I always say if I could go back and tell seven year old me or six year old me, eight year old, Everything that you're going through, you know what I mean? Don't worry about it. You know, you're fat now. That's going to change eventually. You're not going to be like that forever. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to eventually, people are going to see you for your talent. They're going to flock. They're going to like you. So don't worry about it. Just keep doing what you're doing and don't try to end yourself. You know what I mean? Constantine, stay away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: I think your struggles and all the stuff you've been through has just made you... You're just... Truly, to anyone listening, Jay is just, he's such a great guy. He, you're just, oh, you're thank so, you. thank you, Vanessa, for being so cool. You're also very nice. And thoughtful. <laughs> <I
6: didn't
5: laughs> so, favorite. like, almost like a combo between Doug with like the coolness of Roger. What would you say
6: to that? <laughs> uh, Roger was a, hey, <laughs> <a-hole>, man. <laughs> <laughs> Roger's
5: so
4: mean. I was just watching an episode. Roger's,
5: but he had a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had, and then. Jonah, for... it sounds
4: like Roger's your favorite character. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, no, didn't Roger? I was reading some stuff about Doug. Seems like Roger in the later seasons kind of more became a friend of Doug as opposed to yeah. a, a, a nemesis. Yeah, what? Well, yeah. You know, okay. because I
6: mean, you found out that Roger was, you know, Roger is hurt, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Roger's a hurt character. Whatever's happening to him. It, is reflective of what's going on in his house and he's just bringing it on everybody else. Right. And, you know, that's why he always tries to poke fun and all of that because it's like, yo, he's getting bullied at his house, yo. Like that's what's happening to him. So I think Doug kind of saw that and that towards the end, that's when they were. Yeah. All right. Funny. All right. Funny, but don't expect it again. Remember that? He would help him. All right. Don't expect that again. Funny. That was a once in a lifetime thing. Funny (laughs) With his big freaking nose. Yeah.
4: He was also green, right? Isn't Roger Green?
6: Roger was green. It's like you see, you don't know if he's black. Everybody's like, all right. I think Skeeter was black. I think the purple. What was he? Blue?
5: Blue or purple? Maybe blue.
6: Blue. The blue guy was the black guy. Okay, that's that was a black father he had. We could tell that. You know, he always looked mad. He was always mad. I said, yep, yep. That was that was like right. That was my pop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was mad a lot.
4: I really loved Patty Mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. She was a fave of mine.
6: Yeah, she was hot. Yeah, she was real hot.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Jay, I have a question. You know, there's some controversy. The first four seasons of Doug on Nickelodeon, obviously. And then ABC. They redid it for ABC in the later 90s. Brand spanking new. And yep. A lot of people think the ABC episode's not as good. Jenkins wasn't as involved with them. What are your thoughts on Nickelodeon versus ABC era, Doug? I thought
6: Nickelodeon was the golden standard for that. Nickelodeon was the golden era of Doug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like ABC, uh, Doug was older, but he was older. He still had alopecia. Like he should have, at that (laughs) point, it it probably would have changed. I would have thought he would have been on medication. It would have, you know. We got a little little more buoyancy and a out, out little, little thicker. I, I, ju- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But also, he just, yeah, he didn't have that innocence. The innocence that Doug originally had didn't seem like it translated as well with the ABC cartoon. Right. Right, really right, come right.
5: let me ask you this yeah. how much of that do you think maybe was even you because do you think maybe you were also at the age in the early 90s where you were more into cartoons and that kind of stuff and by 97, 98 you're into other things Do you th- like how much is Doug and how much is you or can you not even separate it that's probably a tough question damn man
6: No, 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 no. I mean, and I think about that too. I I do think about maybe it was just indicative of my age at the time, but dude, I'll watch cartoons now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if they're good, I'll watch them. So I
5: don't think it had to do with, I don't think it was. The consensus is Nickelodeon is the best. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, so you're not, you're not alone with that. I'm just, I'm just trying to learn more about your psychology. Yeah, for
6: sure. No, no, no. I I think... I think it was just the way they took the storyline and the way that they decided to proceed with everything. You know, uh, he should have him and Patty would have. Okay, I wish I would have wrote it. It would have been different. Mine would have been a little more, a little more grown. But you know, it have been Doug X. That's what have been Doug X. That's what I would have made. Yeah.
5: What was your kind of Doug viewing setup? Like young Jay comes home from school. Are you like getting some pizza rolls? Like (laughs) what's your ultimate setup for watching some Doug after school? Doug was
6: after I finished my homework because it would usually come on at seven o'clock on Nickelodeon damn, how the hell do I remember that? (laughs) Seven o'clock on Nickelodeon. And my parents always wanted me to watch something that was educational. That's what they would do because they were both (laughs) working. So they didn't have time to to teach as much because they were working so hard. So they would want me to uh, watch something that left a message. So uh, yeah, it was finish your homework. Seven o'clock Doug comes on after that, maybe another episode of something else. And then as soon as what the hell would come on? Doogie Houser or some sh- what, what would come on? Nick at night. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nick at night will pop up. And when Nick at night will come on, it would be time to go to bed or whatever. And I'll be like, all right. Yeah. Like, son, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. But you, get, you need to get up in the morning. All right. Whatever. Well, you know, the Caucasian kids down the street, they can go to bed at 11. But, you know, I'm black, so I'll, I'll take this ticket. I'll, so I'll
4: I can envision yeah. what that would look like, because. Even though I, I didn't know you at that age, I feel like your parents are so incredibly young looking. <laughs> they probably looked exactly the same as when I met them like 15. When 12. did I meet them? 12 years, 12 years ago? ago at your birthday party.
6: Oh, you did you? Oh, yeah. you At oh, your that bowling birthday party. 25, which, oh, my goodness.
4: Jay is also so young. <laughs>
6: Sorry. <Jay. laughs> no, no, no. It's no. It's, it's cool. I'm I'm 34 right now. Finally, I'm finally
4: 34.
6: <laughs> He's 34. I'm finally, 34. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> What's happening? He's about to be 30. He's about to be 29. Oh we're, we're, what's happening here? I
4: know. It's crazy.
6: Yeah. You met them in 2012. Yeah, yeah. So if
4: you're 34. Yeah. So it would have been your nine to 10 years ago, your 25th birthday party. Yeah. Truly the youngest looking parents I've ever seen in my life. They're just yeah, they- <laughs> incredibly. What a family. Also, beautiful sister. Sorry to objectify your family. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, good.
6: We were
5: talking about this before you came on, Vanessa, and Jay was saying it's, it's all about hydration. Yep.
4: Right. Look at my water bottle. I get made fun of. Half a gallon.
5: It made for. Oh, man. Yeah.
6: OK.
4: Now, I haven't done great. How much today. do you drink? I drink the whole thing, but I ha- I've i got a lot of work to do today. Yeah. You stay hydrated. I
6: drink so much water now, especially now, man. I had, I, I had some med- a couple of medical things going on with my liver. You know, I had to really start hydrating. Yeah. So I've been doing that. And thank God that the liver repairs itself. Oh, good. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? So, I mean, hey, I'm good. You know what I mean? So I, the black don't crack. It stretches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it never cracks. It stretches, though. It stretches and it goes right back into place. That's what happens. Wow. You go, wow, and it's It's like Majin Buu. You watch Dragon Ball. Damn, son, <laughs> Dragon Ball was we <laughs> we really could have broke open some worms, cracked open some worms uh, with the Dragon Ball. But hey, I'm like Majin Buu, baby. It just goes back. You know what I mean?
3: Incredible. There's
6: 60. They're in their 60s now.
4: I bet they look like they're in their 40s. In
6: their 40s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy when I went to D.C. last weekend. I was in the store. And the young ladies, they were like, I, I said, yo, I'm 34. They're like, you're not. I was like, we, we mean? Yeah, I am. Like, yo, you look 28. I said, good. I'll take it. I'll take, nice. 28. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Stay in there. You look young, too. And that's to get out of here. We talk about.
4: All right. OK. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Jay, another very popular theme on this podcast is our hometown of Cleveland. Yeah. I'm sure you've performed there many times. What are your thoughts on Cleveland?
6: I love Cleveland. Slimans. Shout out to Slyman's. I got some of the best corned beef. <laughs> Core beef is amazing. Right, right. also just the people are really nice out there. Man, Nick, you know Vanessa, Nick the club manager at Hilarities, he's he's really nice. When I when I think about Cleveland, my mind immediately goes to Hilarities oh. because uh I've been going there for years and it's always it's always such a good experience, but he just treats those folks like family. So I would say for the most part, Cleveland is just a it's a beautiful place that treats folks like their family. And they're really y'all are really inviting and warm for the most part. I haven't been to the bad parts, but I'm sure there are. But from what I've Experience. Everybody's been uh, really cool.
4: That's very nice to hear. And, you know, Jay, we were just talking about how young we both look. Um, (laughs) Not to go back to that, but just really quickly, a recurring kind of joke. But I do think it's true that we had at SNL was that if Jay and I had a baby, our child would look like a nostalgic television character. If we had
6: a baby, it would look like Little Richie off of uh, Family Matters.
4: Jonah, do you remember Little Richie? (laughs)
6: Little Richie. Little Richie
4: was he was kind of like the nephew that was always around he was remember like the sister he was
6: Rachel's son yeah
4: Rachel's son okay really cute little kid curly hair clearly mixed he's very very cute and he looks exactly like
5: our
6: child
4: (laughs) now we had something happen I feel like Jay in our later years at SNL he as like an adult or teen was in something and we saw it yeah it was like, oh, our kids all grown up. But what was it? He was in he's on a
6: soap opera now. Is it um is he on Young and the Restless? Oh
4: right, he's on a soap opera now, which is crazy. Yeah. We're so proud of him, by the way. He's really
6: <laughs> We're so proud of our child, our brain child. We're so happy for our brain child. Yeah. That's what you should call that. Our mind child. That's our mind child.
4: He doesn't even know <laughs> that we're kind of his TV parents. Does it? Like he thinks Rachel's his TV mom. The actor played Rachel. Meanwhile, he, he'd probably be pretty excited that it's us. Yeah. He'd probably go, what are you guys talking about? It doesn't work that way.
6: What <laughs> but... better parents? I would say. Yeah. That's Bayer and Jay Pharoah, we are parents of the year. We haven't donated or given him anything, but we watch from a distance. You know yeah, what I mean? We're, we watch from We're a checking
4: distance. in every so often, making sure that he's on time for all his soap opera rehearsals, and and that he doesn't.
6: Well,
5: guess what? You just have done a good job because it looks like he won a daytime Emmy in 2020. What did he? Yeah, it's true. Looks like he did for The Young and the Restless, Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama oh, Series. Oh
4: my, my son.
6: gosh! I'm oh, so happy. Richie. We are
4: the <laughs> proudest parents.
6: Proudest mind parents in the world. Oh, Oh, Richie. Wow. Richie.
4: Richie. Now, what's... And his real name is...
5: We don't even know our son's name.
4: <laughs>
0: his name,
5: name. His name is Brighton James, I Brighton,
4: believe. little Brighton.
5: Brighton. Little Brighton.
4: We said, <laughs> what can we name him that is like sort of people don't really know. It's like a unique name, but it's also a happy name. And we thought Brighton because he always brightens our day. Right, Jay? He
6: always, he always brightens our day. He's, <laughs> yeah. a, he's the sunshine. He's the
5: sunshine child.
4: And what's his last name? James? His last
5: name is James. He's actually older than Jay. Is he? So it's a confusing <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, he's 36. I, thought, I mean, oh, I would my have gosh. had to have
4: him when I was four. The point is, we love him and we're so proud of him. And with that, we're going to take one more commercial break and we'll be right back with Jay Farrow.
0: <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
2: And we're back
5: So Jay, right now we're going to play a game called Legit Moan or Unnecessary Groan And we have some sound effects here That will be played courtesy of your friend Taryn
2: Legit Moan (laughs) Unnecessary Groan
4: Taryn does the intros, Yeah.
5: I love it. But this segment was inspired by a now defunct column in our local paper growing up, the Cleveland Plain Dealer called Monday Moaning that me and Vanessa used to read as kids. Whereas basically every Monday people would write into the newspaper and complain about really petty things. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And we used to find them really funny as kids and they're funnier today. So I found the archives of this column. It ended 10 years ago. We're going to read three of them and after we read each one we're going to decide if they're a legit moan aka like a legitimate complaint or an unnecessary groan which is more just why is this person writing this in yes okay yes okay so vanessa do you want to kick us off
4: sure okay so here's the first one this is from someone in parma heights ohio wrote this in 2011 (laughs) there should be a law against commercials from restaurants showing food much larger on tv than when you order it One establishment a couple months ago showed their overstuffed meatballs with cheese oozing out of the middle of them. And when you got them, the meatballs were half the size and you could barely see the cheese. Now, a fast food restaurant is showing their (laughs) steak in a flatbread sandwich. When you get it, you'll say where's the steak?
5: Uh, um, Where's the steak? Question mark. I'm going to go ahead and say groan on that one. Unnecessary groan. So what do you think? I mean, let's give this person the benefit of the doubt and say, yes, sometimes when you see a commercial, it doesn't look the same as when you get it. Sometimes
6: it never does. What? (laughs) Join the club, honey. It's fine.
4: (laughs) Look, I'm going to say something that's going to come off as elitist, but if, if you're going to a restaurant that's doing commercials, I just think like you get what you pay for a little Bit like they're spending a lot of money on marketing, they're not gonna. Yeah, the food is
6: gonna be the food is not presentationally, it's gonna be trash.
4: Yeah, yeah,
6: as the new culture says today, mid mid as. Fuck! I think that is the. Uh, I
5: don't know that. Term. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet.
6: Yeah, something isn't good. Oh yeah, that was mid, Man, That was mid, bro. It was just, eh, eh, that was mid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So
5: is that worse than being basic, or that's like the same level? The mid is mid is
6: worse. I feel like basic is like okay, okay, but mid is just it was mid. That's a mid. <laughs> okay, got it.
5: I just want to say that I feel like a lot of these letters are people complaining about things that if you were an adult, you would have been experiencing this your whole life. Right. Like you buy a bag of chips, it's like halfway empty. It's just like, yeah, this is how chips are. I don't know. Some of these things you just accept and move on. Yes. It's weird that people get so hung up on this and they want to write a letter that's not going to change anything.
4: Totally. And I want to say, too, like, I personally think this person is probably complaining about the Olive Garden. That's just my (laughs) guess, because... It's Italian food, it's meatballs. And also, like, knowing the restaurants that are in Cleveland, I know there's an Olive Garden because our cross country team used to go there to carbo load before races, (laughs) not to brag. But I feel like if it is specifically about the Olive Garden, get their never ending pasta then. And then you don't have to, then you can have as many portions as you want. Again, like, it's sort of like you get what you pay for, pay a couple more dollars for a never ending pasta bowl which was a promotion they did where they would refill your pasta as much as you want, as well as breadsticks and salad. No, I remember. Yeah. And like, I just also feel like, I know my comment is really snobby that if, <laughs> if, <laughs> if the restaurant is advertising on TV, it's you probably, you might not get the best quality. But look, that's how I feel.
5: Yeah. I think this person's going to be disappointed with this flatbread steak sandwich that they yeah, saw they the said, commercial Yeah, of.
4: now a fast food restaurant is showing their steak in a flatbread sandwich. When you get it, you'll say, where's the steak? It's like, yeah, it's called being an adult, knowing that like advertising makes things look better than they are. It's
5: also probably $3.99.
6: That's the person that probably uh, gets mad that they get Arby's sandwiches and Ving Rames isn't narrating behind them as they eat it. Yeah. That person, that's that person right there, you know. You
4: got to learn lessons as you get older and you got to know that advertising is advertising for a reason because it makes things look good. That's not the only reason, but
5: so Jay, you're giving this an unnecessary groan. Absolutely, Vanessa. What about you?
4: I am as well. I think this person needs to groan. literally grow
6: up. Sit down. Have several seats.
4: <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> All, right, okay. <laughs>
6: All right. Okay. Several seats. Right. All right. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seats.
4: Jonah, what do you think?
5: I just want to say to this person, you know, life comes at you fast. You know, got to keep your head up, and a lot more is coming at you. So, yeah, unnecessary groan for sure.
6: Unnecessary groan. Now,
4: Jonah, do you want to read this next one, which is pretty brief but pretty powerful? <laughs>
5: this one, yes, yeah, things but powerful. It's from Olmstead Falls, 2011, I believe. Call me old-fashioned. How rude is it? You can't even pick up the phone to call your parents. You have to text them nowadays. So, hmm. what I think this person's saying is it's rude. Because kids won't even call their parents. They text them. That, for some reason, is really upsetting to this person who I feel like probably, I get the sense, isn't a parent. Is
4: not a parent, <laughs> like, you think?
5: I get the sense they're observing kids texting their parents. Right. And are just like shaking their heads like, oh, this is so rude. <laughs> when it's like, yeah, no one asked you. Jay, what do you think about kids texting their parents versus calling? Is there something inherently rude about that? Hey, man,
6: I feel like as long as you get some kind of communication... Right. Right. As long as there's some communication, it's fine. Uh, whether they just want to know that you're okay. Right. As long as you send a text or as long as you, they can see your story. That's what my mom does. She was like, sometimes I know you're okay because I'll see you post on your story. But if I don't see you post, you know, I'll be like, oh, well, what's happening? I might hit you up. I'm like, yeah, they just want some type of communication. So I think as far as as long as you have some type of it, you're fine. I think that's an unnecessary groan. Unnecessary groan. I think that's an unnecessary
1: groan.
4: I would agree, Lauren. And I'm going to say.
6: That's not Lauren. That's Trump. That's well, Trump. <laughs> the, Sorry. That's the same. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Not <laughs> the same. They're not the same. Not, not, the, same. <laughs> <laughs> not the same person.
4: Well, I would agree with you. And I would say, how rude is it that this person can't even clearly describe what their complaint is? It's so like, it's so like, call me old fashioned. How rude is it? You can't even pick up the phone and call your parents. You have to text them nowadays. It's like, and what is your issue? Get over it. Also, if you have an issue with your own child not calling you, maybe you should call them directly and not call the Monday moaning section of the plane dealer, you weirdo.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking an unnecessary groan from YouTube. Unnecessary groan. I feel the same. I feel like this person's saying, call me old-fashioned, but I feel like they're proud to be old-fashioned. They're like, call me old-fashioned, but they think that's a really positive thing. Yeah. Like they want someone to be like, yeah, you get it. The way things used to be are better. Yeah. These kids today texting their parents. They have a lot to learn from you. When in reality, they don't have anything to learn from you. Move on. Yeah.
4: Also... In the real olden times, they didn't even have phones. Take that, son.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's really old fashioned. And we had to walk
4: 15 miles in the snow as
6: well.
5: That's
6: a that's a Rugrats reference. If anybody got that, I was pop.
5: Some Doug fans did. Some Doug heads got that one for sure.
6: Totally just OK. Just swooshed over the over the bush. That's cool.
5: <laughs> I remember now I didn't get it at first, but I, I do remember that character now. OK, that's a bit of a deep cut. I remember
4: Angelica.
6: She was a me. Oh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> she was so much older than the babies.
6: She was a toddler. Yeah, which is mean. I've met several Angelicas in life. Several Angelicas I Never know. been nice. Yeah, never for anything. Just a bitch. Got
4: it, got it, got it. Well, here comes the third one. What happened to the History Channel? There are virtually no shows about history there anymore. They have converted to just about 100% reality shows. I don't want to watch fishing hillbillies, swamp people, lumberjacks swearing at each other, truckers driving through ice, hairy bikers, two guys looking for junk to sell, two women looking for junk to sell, top shots, Stanley's superheroes, madhouse, parentheses, guys building racing cars, taxidermy, jousting, and on and on. I want to see history. Such a long entry. (laughs) What do you think, Jay? This person is complaining about what the history channel has devolved to. I
6: don't even watch history channel enough to even, to validate what they're saying. If it's spurious or I feel like, listen, okay. If it, if it is the history channel, uh, you know, uh, You're supposed to show uh, historical things, but what if there's a couple of shows up there? Yeah. So what? Yeah. Like, yo, that's cool. History Channel can also be, what's his name? Stanley Tucci. Is that his name? Uh
4: Uh-huh. Yes.
6: Like Stanley Tucci going around, traveling around. Like, it could be something like that. Like, they could be airing that. So I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of split on this. I'm kind of split. Uh, I'm kind of split, but I'm going to say unnecessary. That's unnecessary what I'm going to say. Unnecessary yeah.
5: Jonah, what about you? Like Jay, I'm a little conflicted about this one. There is a show I watch a lot on the History Channel. Which show is that? It's entertaining, but it's also got a lot of history. It's, oh, it's a little show called Pawn Stars.
4: Okay, it's got history because of the stuff <laughs> they're finding?
5: <laughs> it's got history because they bring in like historical artifacts. Right. You know, they say this is a, like a book I found in my grandma's. Then the guy says, "Okay, I'm gonna call an expert." This book expert comes in. He says it's worth like ten thousand dollars. And the pawn shop guy is like, "I'll give you a hundred bucks for." I mean, like you know, he right? Always, I was you getting know, gives real low bids. Tours,
4: right, they're kind of yeah.
5: So there is history. I like that. I do think there probably are a lot of non-history shows, but I also think that's just you know these networks have to do what they have to do to stay in business. Like right. MTV doesn't show music videos. And guess what? MTV still exists. Right. And if they showed music videos, I wouldn't. So I think I get the sentiment. I think as long as the show is rooted in history and it's exploring history, I get the sense that this person really just wants to see documentaries about like yeah presidents like Ulysses Grant or something. And that's just the Harriet Tubman
6: monologues. But that's not really a thing. I'm just saying, if it was, you know. Was, yeah. Yes,
5: I, I get the sense this person doesn't like change. Wants to see very historically-minded documentaries. But I do think sometimes probably the History Channel gets a little too far into the reality. So I'm going to give it unnecessary groan, but I'm going to say I can sort of sympathize with the sentiment. Vanessa, what about you?
4: Well, I just want to say that for someone who's really hating this new version of the History Channel, this person is able to name the plot of almost every <laughs> yeah, yeah. every show on there. I mean... I uh, hate it,
6: but I'm going to watch it.
4: They go through it and they like describes like 10 different shows. So if they're so done with the History Channel, I'm not sure why they're so knowledgeable about all, all the reality shows on it. But I would say, like you said, Jonah, it's like they have to stay in business too. And maybe these reality shows make more money for them than the boring shows that this person writing in likes to watch. <laughs> and also, I know this isn't from 2011, but... This person now, 2022, is probably able to like... There's probably like a history documentary... Like there's so many more stations now than there were 10 years ago. This person... There's probably like five other channels that just have boring stuff for this person to watch on them. So I can see how like maybe 10 years ago, it was hard for this person to find like what most of us would call boring, kind (laughs) of like sleep-inducing television. Sorry. I know some people love history and I applaud them for it. But I do think that, you know, history is important, good for this person. But I think that if they really want to complain, they should maybe not be so knowledgeable about like all the reality shows that they quote unquote hate. So I'm gonna agree with you guys. This is an unnecessary groan. (laughs)
2: Unnecessary groan.
4: I do see where this person's coming from. I just think they need to Get a grip.
5: <laughs> yeah. And I, I also people. think it's, you can say it and I think the way it's expressed is also so snarky and just sort of, you know, just just kind of patronizing and it's like, dude, if you're a history buff, you know, read a book or something, you know?
4: Yeah. You, you think TV was around when history was made? If, you, if you're so legit, maybe, you know, yeah, like Jonas said, read a book. Read a
6: book? That's a read, a book. <laughs> oh, read a book. Read a, um, read a book.
4: Yeah. read a book oh, yeah. Yeah.
7: <laughs>
4: well Jay you're a delight we had so much fun with you Absolutely. Jay, tell us where can
6: people find you
4: on the in the internet in the world
6: I mean if you listen if you go to uh, that's got all my tour dates you can follow my instagram you can also go to facebook facebook backslash Farrell real twitter which <laughs> I need to resuscitate that at Farrell, that's up there my tiktok Jesus, Lord, I have a TikTok. Whoa. That's so Gen Z. It's at Jay Farrell on TikTok on oh, Triller. At Jay Farrell, you can follow me too. And I mean, keep watching television. I'm always, shoot, like you said- com- He's
4: always in stuff.
6: Comedy Central. Oh, watch Family Guy. I'm, I'm more Family Guy now too. And uh, also- Oh, great. I do write on there from time to time. Shout out to uh, Rich Chappelle and, and and Alex Hogan, okay, everybody up there. They're so amazing. Hey- Watch. I'm on The Simpsons too. God dang it. I'm, uh, I'm Dedrick Tatum on The Simpsons. Uh, Dedrick. Uh, oh, also, I just had a, a movie premiere at TIFF uh, The Blackening. That's hot right now on the street. So, Great. you know, <laughs> when you see that one, some of you might be sad. Others will be satisfied. It depends if you love me or hate me. I'm telling you the fate of my character even before I'm...
4: Oh, my gosh. Well, I normally don't see horror films, but if you're in it, Jay, I'll see it because... Um, Thank you.
6: It's comedy, too. It's, it's funny, too. It's comedy,
4: too. Okay, okay. Okay, great. Great comedy horror. My favorite thing. <laughs> Jay, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like Doug. All right.
6: Vanessa, Jonah, family. We've had a good time here today. We've had a great time. We've been lighting each other. We've enlightened the world. We've talked about too many things. We've talked about things less. We've... We've got to the crust of some things, other things. We just barely scratched the surface. But you know what's the thing? The thing at the end of the day is that we are family, and I am here with you. And I will see you next time, huh? <laughs> My family. My oh <laughs> All
4: right, okay.
6: All right, one more time, Vanessa, please.
4: All right, okay. <laughs>
3: WORK.
2: Zumo Play.